0: It's particularly a special show for me today, and that's because not only am I with my blonde, but I'm also with my best friend Claire. So, Claire Hall, hi Claire, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I'm really excited to introduce you to our audience. Um, We're in for a really lovely treat today, talking to Claire a bit later on. But before I do that, in our usual blonde style, let me check in with you girls. How has your week been? Kim,
2: I'm coming to you first. Um, It's been really good, thank you. I mean, obviously last week I was on a little bit of a um, melancholy moment. I was about to head into the first time of being away from my little girl for five nights, which was um, a real stretch for both of us. But I think it taught me a lot about um, taking the opportunities when we find them to grow to realize that actually when you can't have the thing that uh, you expect to have, the, the purpose that you expect to be there, that you have to find another one. And that it's also okay to just take a bit of time for yourself. So I had a really decadent sit in the bath with a glass of wine and an audio book and felt on top of the world. And it reminded me that sometimes we just need to take that breather. And I think that's true in business as much as it is in life.
0: I think you're so right, Kim, and I'm so pleased you did that for you because you worked so hard, but lots of people have said that this week, actually, they didn't realise how much they needed that break. Now, having had it, they realised they were desperate for that break. So I don't think you're alone there. Caroline, how was your week
3: then? Well, I would say it's similar. I didn't realise how kind of tired and stressed I was. And I'm always like all of us on the go. It's like we have so many windows open in our life. So you kind of get a bit drained. So having four days of enforced not- nothingness on top of a lockdown was really good, actually. I even got a couple of clients saying, oh, couldn't you do Good Friday? Can't you do Easter Monday? Is like. That- no I'm not going to you know and you can get bumped into things and I thought no absolutely not I am going to have four days off and no I won't look at your new website and I won't look at this because it's work and you know I love creative pottering and creative loafing around and I think that's when the brain really just kind of goes Ooh, and I loved my Ooh, moments as well as a couple of glasses of woo. Um, so you know me but I really enjoyed just the nothingness of it all really and just but in a different way to the lockdown nothingness this was no work at all banned from screens laptops not looking at the phone that often and we really really I really really needed it anyway I'm hearing other people did too.
0: Mm. Isn't that about being present which I imagine you talk about with your clients quite a lot and because quite often we're at home aren't we but How present are we? And I think having the Easter break but not actually being able to do much or go anywhere maybe forced us to be a bit more present than what we normally would.
3: I think so. Actually, you need to get in the the mindset of being present. And sometimes we're too busy even to do that, which is a bit of a shame. But it's a good good reminder. Stay in the now. The future will take care of itself. The past is in its place.
0: Nice. I like that.
3: Thank you
4: and how was your easter um it was good i just said i had a little i suppose classic isn't it when you get a chance to slow down that's when things you get a little bit unwell and so that was a bit annoying but i did actually have a lovely easter but one the big big breakthrough for me is that i'm now sleeping better which has been a real problem for me since um about december time and i've hired Dipsy, who you remember um you met Dipsy, the hypnotherapist and I'm on top of my sleep, which is such a relief to now be sleeping through the night. and Because um, it's such a beautiful thing, isn't it, sleep? And I've noticed the difference in me since I'm sleeping. Not that – I mean, I always I always have the energy during the day, but I can see I'm much more creative in my head. I've got a lot more creativity and ideas again. So, so that was nice. So that is good. But I am noticing this week – it was a short week, wasn't it? It, it? But you still do the same amount of work, and I'm talking to a lot of people – um, i'm mentoring and um there is quite a lot of fear energy coming out around i don't know whether this is this feeling that we are actually coming out and am i ready now to have this big moment um i don't we might approach some of that when we talk about fashion as well but i am noticing that to this week when i'm talking to people so if anybody's listening to that it seems to be a thing at the moment
0: I, I would echo that. Um, in fact, I did lots of uh, calls this morning to your know, hospitality clients and people that I know to open their doors next week. And what I was really surprised at this morning was instead of the word I'm really excited, um, it was I'm quite anxious which surprised me but i suppose it's been a long time and there's a big hype isn't there about coming back and opening the world back up to us and that's something actually we're going to introduce claire now because lots of people are getting ready to go back to the workplace and you all know i can't wait to get ready to go open up my office and get back in it and and lots of people have been saying to me that they've got coming out anxiety which i think is a new thing i mean obviously everything that we're experiencing at the minute is a new Um, But this could be down to maybe how we look. Maybe, like me, some of us have put on a few pounds over lockdown and especially over Easter. And maybe we're not feeling super confident about our appearance and what maybe we used to wear in the office no longer would suit us. Or maybe you just feel like having nearly a year away, you fancy a bit of a change in what you wear to the office. So, That's why I'm really pleased to have Claire on today. So welcome, Claire. Claire is a personal style coach as well as um, a fashion blogger with her Club 40 brand. So she niches in women over 40, um, which is all of us on these squares. You created your blog, didn't you, Claire, five years ago. We're going to talk about why you did that in a second. But you've got a remarkable, and successful 30,000 plus social media following now so that's been something obviously that you've been built up over the last five years Um, and now you also offer personal styling coaching as well which I've experienced and I recommend that to anybody but take us back to the beginning Claire take us back to why you started the Club 40 blog initially Um, but also I'm really interested to know about the word influencer and also how that's affecting and impacting business now, because I imagine that that role's changed quite a lot over
1: the last five years. How have you seen change? Wow, well, thank you. there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? So um, I'll start with where it began. So as you said, I started my blog um, five years ago purely as a hobby. Um, At the time, it was the kind of start of my 40s and I lost both of my parents in fairly quick succession, Um, took a sabbatical from work and just felt that I needed to do something that I enjoyed. I needed a creative outlet. I wanted to indulge myself in something that I'd never done before. And so I thought I love fashion and I'm going to write a blog. Um, And interestingly, one of the um, questions that was going around in my head at the time, I think. Dungarees, we were all kind of wearing dungarees in the 90s and they were just starting to come back into fashion at the time I started my blog. And my first blog post was, am I too old to wear dungarees? Because it was a question that I was asking myself, I was chatting to my girlfriends about. And I thought, well, you know, there's lots of kind of questions that we ask ourselves when we reach a certain age. You know, can I wear this? Is this age appropriate? And I didn't feel that anybody at that time was necessarily talking to me in the fashion world um either kind of in the media or on social media or media at wide so i thought i'll start a blog and i'll talk about fashion and how i find fashion and hopefully people might resonate with that they might like what i do they might like the way that i style things and it's kind of grown from from there
4: you're, you're muted
0: <laughs> so always one so it started as a hobby, um, but now, yes. as, as I said, it's grown to having a huge social media following.
1: Why, where do you think that success has come from, Claire? Um, it's, been, it's not been easy. It's, it's quite a hard slog, and I do have to spend an awful lot of time on social media. Um, but it's I think it's grown from being authentic. Um, I think I've never tried to be anything other than I am, and I've not tried to kind of follow certain pathways you know to grow followers i've never bought followers it's all very organic um and i just think yeah hard work really and um yeah i haven't i haven't necessarily had any big breaks in terms of exposure by other brands or other big bloggers you know so it has just been yeah very organic through kind of hard work and i just think being authentic
0: and what about the role as an influencer because you were saying before we come on air that the, the term influencer has changed in people's mindset. So, lots of businesses, you know, rely on influencers and bloggers to push their brands and promote yeah. their brands. How do you feel that it's changed in the last five years?
1: Well, I think um, it kind of has bad connotations in some aspects because I think people feel that influencers are literally just blogging I mean, they're just they're just selling products and there's there's no authenticity behind it and I think that might be the case with people that do start a career purely as an influencer because they want to be an influencer and I think that might be more the case with kind of a lot of the younger generations but I think for our generation, I think because, as I say, I've built my brand up and I was a blogger first and then obviously got approached by brands as my social media following grew. I think um, my followers know that I don't actually um, advertise anything that I wouldn't wear myself. I wouldn't buy myself. I wouldn't use myself. So I think it's important to kind of maintain that sense of um of authenticity and i think my followers know that you know i'm not going to trick them i just don't want i'm not just selling product just to just to get the fee um so i think for our market i think actually the influences are quite influences in terms of the fashion sense are quite important because there's not many women if women of our age don't see ourselves represented in the fashion media as a whole so brands will use older models now as a kind of token effort but it's not widespread so I feel it's kind of my role and my you, know, my, you know, other bloggers and influencers of my age. We kind of bridge that gap between what's in the stores and what they're advertising um, to actually how someone of our age or in our age group would actually wear it. So it's kind of that translation from store to actual kind of how you'd wear it as an older woman, you know, a normal body shape. Um, yeah, in every you know, with a normal lifestyle kind of thing. So not just you know the twenty-somethings that are very you know slim, partying all the time, etc. So I think the influencer has become quite important for our generation, our kind of Gen X edu- um, generation. I... And I, sorry, go on, Penny.
4: No, sorry, Sam. I thought I'd just pick up on that because I find it really interesting. What's the difference between style and fashion? Because I want to have a style but it doesn't mean to say I want to be in fashion no so
1: so fashion is what you buy and style is how
4: you wear it yeah and so being
1: stylish is not about being on trend and I think that's what you know in my role as a personal stylist I think women might be quite fearful that you know I don't want to look trendy as such but it's not about looking trendy it's about finding what's right for you in terms of your body shape your skin tone your lifestyle and your personality and once you've got that right that becomes your style that's essentially you're essentially wearing your personality and how, it's how you present yourself to the outside world and when you know what looks good on you you wear it with style because that that whole confidence that it brings makes you stylish
4: and yeah i love your capsule wardrobe on your website it's definitely worth looking at claire's website and following her on instagram just remind everybody what your instagram is again Clara. So I'm
1: uh, club uh, club forty
4: That's it. It's really think, lovely. I really love the way you relate to people. I love the concept of a capsule wardrobe.
1: And I think women we want a capsule wardrobe. And that's another thing. So you know there is so much in this there's so much variety now in terms of fashion isn't there there's so much you know we can so much available online and when the shops open there's just you know there's just so much available for everyone and i think women feel a bit lost and the whole idea of a capsule wardrobe appeals now because people want that ease of getting dressed every day they don't want to have to think about it too much and i think once you know your style and you know your body shape you know what looks good on you you can shop smarter and it does actually make dressing every day become a hell of a lot easier. You don't have that minefield anymore. You don't have those days where you're literally just trying everything on and throwing it off and chucking on the bed and this huge pile of clothes. And a lot of women have that wardrobe that's full to the rafters and they, they say, I don't know what to wear because they haven't spent the time to actually work out what they, what, what they feel good in and what they want to wear, how they want to present themselves to the outside world. So it's all about taking, you talked about um, taking some time and being mindful. And I think you can have that attitude towards clothes as well. And I think in terms of going out to the outside world again, when we're all released from lockdown, I think it's important to take some time, have an appraisal of your style, of your body shape. How has your body shape changed? Okay, what do I want to conceal with my clothes? And what what parts of my body do I want to show off? Because that's what we have to focus on the good bits and how we're going to show them off and you know have have a wardrobe edit at home pick out some outfits get a separate rail so that you've planned your outfits for the week you know you'll feel confident about what you're going to wear to your various engagements that you've got planned and I think it's just taking that time and being a bit more aware of and mindful about what you wear every day I was going and how to it say, makes you feel that's the most important is how it how it makes you feel
3: I agree I was going to say Claire the thing is with fashion and women when we when the shops are open a lot of it isn't about mindfulness it's I want a treat it's that oh blow it I'll buy it it ends up in a bag in the hall three days later. oh yeah I did buy this from Zara you can't even remember the kind of sleepwalking it was I can't just be me Sure. (laughs) <laughs> you said why did I buy this thing I haven't even got it out the bag yet and in the moment it seemed like the right idea but you're right we need to be mindful and like do I really want it has this bright orange thing got anything to do with the green thing I've got at home nothing to do with it why did I buy it? it doesn't go with anything it was a moment of I I need an emotional pick-me-up so I think some of it is an emotional kind of I need a treat and then we end up with a, a whole wardrobe full of treats that don't feed us anymore
1: absolutely I, don't, you know, I think we, I don't want to take the fun out of fashion because you, you're right it is it is a lot of fun and um and it's great to indulge yourself but I think once you've taken the time to um organize your wardrobe and really think about what looks good on you and what you feel great wearing um it's you do you do naturally shop smarter and yes you might find that you need a treat but I always advise my clients you need to, you need to think of three outfits that that particular item will go with. You need to wear it three times before you've even bought it. Can you think of three ways to wear it? And if you can't, don't buy it. So just little little tips like that, I think, help you to kind of avoid those impulse buys that you're just wasting your money on, really.
0: So, Claire, go, let's go back to the um, coming out anxiety, because I, mean, I have the luxury of you. So, I've already said to you, haven't I, that right, I'm going back to the office. I need a new injection of clothes. I've put on a bit of weight. You know my body hang ups already because you've shot for me so often. How can how can you advise our audience, our women over 40, about the, the hang ups and the anxiety that I've described and the chats that me and you have had in the past? What, what do you suggest?
1: Um, well we're also self-critical aren't we um as women and we'll all focus on the bits that we don't like about our bodies and i think we need to change our mindsets and be kinder to ourselves and focus on our good bits um, and that's what i do as a role in a, in, in a role as a personal solace it's like okay what do you even if it's just your eyes even if you like your eyes let's find that color that really makes your eyes pop out and zing but it's j- just changing the narrative in your in your head you know okay yeah i've got wobbly bits yeah i don't like my balm whatever it is but what do i like there must be a part of your body that you are happy with so let's work in a way and find outfits that actually um really enhance that part of your body and then work in work cleverly to kind of conceal the um the areas that you don't like and it can be done it really can be done there are so many tricks of the eye that you can um you can do with um with with clothing and it's all about um, proportion and geometry basically creating balance you can draw the eye into certain areas you can draw the eye away from certain areas so there's lots of things that you can do to help you disguise those areas that you don't like so much
0: and i think that like you said yeah you are a personal stylish coach and it's like any other coach I mean, we're all coaches on here today and it's about giving people the confidence and i know you know when when i first started working with you on what i wear you would have never have seen me in red would you i only ever wore black to work and i only ever wore suits i only ever wore either trousers and jackets or suit dresses and you opened up my wardrobe to color first of all uh, I have so much red in my wardrobe now because of you, and also to that it's okay to wear, you know, flats and really wide leg trousers and big, you know, college shirts and, you know, and I now feel really comfortable in those things, but only because you coached me into that. You felt fa- you made me find the confidence in wearing that because you made me buy the things that suited my shape and size the most.
1: Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. It's about finding that confidence in people, isn't it? Absolutely. It's about like anything. It's about listening first and foremost. To, you know, to, to the client. You know what what is it that they how do they want to present themselves to the you know to the outside world you know how do you know what are their style aspirations what do they want to look like and I I can't make everyone look like Audrey Hepburn but if that's what if that classic style is what you really really love then let's work towards that or maybe you're more bohemian in the way that you dress you know there's obviously loads of different kind of styles of dressing but first of all listening listening to the woman about her lifestyle her hang-ups about her body um what colors she's drawn to what makes her feel happy um so yeah first and foremost listening and then working to kind of really educate around shape and proportion um so that you I mean ideally I want my clients to be able to go out and shop alone without me and because they know what to look for in the stores they know which stores are likely to sell the items which are best suited to their body shape because don't forget. The stores have different sizes, you know, what's a 12 in one store, not a 12 in another store. They're all cut quite differently. So again, it's like finding the stores that are right for you Um, and just helping women to feel more confident in outfits that they put together. And it might not even be about shopping. A lot of women that I work with and I've worked virtually, obviously, over lockdown, it's about going into their wardrobe and helping them put together outfits from clothes they already own. Because that wardrobe where they think nothing to wear, there's loads of lovely pieces in there generally. But it's it's about a lot of women don't know, Okay, well, that goes with that and I can wear that with that. And you create a whole new outfit by literally so-called shopping your wardrobe. So it's not necessarily about buying new all the time looking at what you've got and how you can rework it in a way that's you know more on trend more um, you know current and works with your body shape as it is right now because obviously don't forget our body shapes fluctuate all the time as you said you know we've all put on well I've certainly put on weight during lockdown um hormonal changes are going to change our body shape you know so you know what might have suited you a year ago might not suit you so much now so it's again taking the time to really appraise what you've got appraise your body and work out what's right for you
2: I love that. I, and you're so right, aren't you? When you, it's about that confidence piece and, and getting confident. And like Sam, you know, I spent, I spent, God, 20 odd years wearing head to toe black. And now I pretty much never go anywhere without red because I get shouted at if I do, because people expect me to, to wear red. But I think it is, it's, it's how you help people get in touch with who they are on the inside. And I love the fact that you talked about really listening to them to understand what was important to them because that. That's crucial for us all, isn't it? We all want to be listened to, we want to be understood, and we want to be respected. So being able to give that to somebody
1: um, must be an amazing gift. It is, and it's quite um, – my background is in HR, so I have a lot of training around emotional intelligence and self-awareness, etc. and I think it's really helped because I take women often on a journey, and it's a very emotional journey as well. And women come with a lot of baggage in terms of um, – what's socially acceptable in terms of what they wear lots of kind of stereotypical constraints and restraints um and just you know a lot of self-criticism too and when i put them in outfits that they would never have considered themselves And they look amazing. I mean, I can tell when a woman pulls back that curtain from the change room and steps out, her face is literally beaming because she's so happy in how she looks. And that's so rewarding for me as a woman to help another woman feel that good about herself. And I love taking women on that journey. But you have to be careful. And sometimes with a lot of ladies, it's about baby steps. You know, I'm not going to force someone into red. From the first instance, if they've been used to wearing blacks and navies and kind of hiding behind dark colours, I'm not gonna send them out in a head-to-toe red outfit, but it's just kind of incorporating it bit by bit until they feel a bit more confident to um, you know, to dress in a bit more of that particular colour or in a bit more of that particular style, whatever it is.
0: It's it's so fascinating, it really is. Um, you know, especially from like I say, somebody that doesn't enjoy shopping at all. Um but, you know, wants to be stylish. And also, I had a real idea, didn't I, about what you wear at work. You know, so, so old school, but we've all got them. Like you say, we've all got these preconceived ideas. But So going back to the, um, the, the, the coming out anxiety, then, Claire, what, what are the three tips that you recommend for us?
1: I would say um, don't be afraid, first and foremost, because we're all probably feeling exactly the same. So you're not alone. Um, focus on your good bits. What do you like about your body? Let's focus on the positives. And I think focus on what makes you happy. Wear what makes you happy. I mean, most of us, now. I mean, most workplaces now have the, there's the, the dress codes have been abolished. The kind of the old, you know, women having to go to work in a power suit is quite old school to be honest and I think it's fantastic that women are able to dress more femininely in the workplace obviously previously they were competing with the men and so they felt they had to dress almost like a man in a, in, a, in shoulder pads and power suits etc but I think it's wonderful that women can still be considered professional dynamic even if they dress in a feminine way so if that's what makes you happy and a floaty dress with frills makes you happy wear it because you're going to perform much more effectively if you are confident in what you wear you'll have if you're you'll you'll have so much more personal impact um if you if you feel comfortable when you step out the door
0: that's so true isn't it and what about the high street because the high street as we know it is disappearing Mm -hmm. before our eyes I mean yeah what do you think about the high street and fashion the fast fashion industry what are your thoughts on all of that
1: Yeah, everything's changing, isn't it? So much. I mean, it's very sad what has happened to the high street. Um, Obviously, we're all shopping online. Now, I'm personally looking forward to getting back to the high street because I love to go out and touch and feel clothes and, you know, and it's great to be able to to wander around stores and and to see you know the different styles you know not just looking at them on a screen, um, I'm so fed up of returning stuff to the post office as well, um, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, obviously, yet yeah, the high street is changing. I think there's going to be a hell of a lot more opportunity for the boutique and small you know smaller clothing retailers to really jump in, um, which is going to be fantastic for them. Um, and in terms of sorry, what was the other thing you said, Sam? Fast fashion fashion yeah well I think our attitudes are changing a lot um towards our buying habits and I think we are shopping a lot more um consciously now and um you know as Caroline said, you know, buying that impulse buy, not wearing things. I think, you know, we're all making sure a little bit more now that we do wear what we buy and we, you know, in, and invest money. And I think it's important to maybe not spend so much money on the cheaper fashions and invest money in um, longer lasting classic pieces. Um, because I think the more money that you invest in an item of clothing, I think you're going to take better care of it. And for that very reason, you're going to ensure that it's something that you're going to want to wear for a long time. So I think, yeah, afford it. If you can afford it, invest in good quality pieces. I think look at what you've got in your wardrobe. You don't necessarily need to go and buy new things. That's why I want to have a look in your wardrobe, Sam, because I know you've got a lot in there. Um, yeah. What have you got already? You know, I'm sure that you, especially when we get to our age and especially because fashion is so cyclical, isn't it? What we've probably got half the things in our wardrobe from or maybe from sort of 10, 15 years ago that are coming back into fashion now. I always hang on to really good pieces. Um, I don't advocate throwing stuff away if you've not worn it for six months. I think if it's a good piece, you like it, you love it, it brings you joy. Hang on to it because nine times out of 10, it will come back around again.
0: And I've seen you actually wear clothes that wear your mum's. So you do walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, and they look amazing on you now, just as they probably did on your mum when she was in her 40s. I love that. I love, you know, quite often I've said that. Oh, well, that's lovely. And you said, oh, yeah, that was my mum's. And jewellery. You wear a lot of your mum's old jewellery. So, yeah, yeah. You, you certainly are recycling.
1: Come yeah, and I think... Sorry, okay. I think the vintage market has really opened up as well. I think people are shopping pre-loved. And I think uh, people want to look different. They want to look unique and they don't want to look like someone, you know, you don't want to step out in a dress that all your friends have bought. So I think, you know, shopping in unusual places, small boutiques and vintage pre-loved shops is booming as well. So I think that's changing in a, po- you know, in a positive way.
0: Mm. Fabulous. Well, I can't believe we've, um, I knew it would go fast today because it was such a fascinating subject especially as I said because we're all branching out and coming out of our living rooms hopefully very soon. Caroline, what's the first thing you are your tip for this week please?
3: Well following up on what Claire said I think people are feeling timid but compassion covers up a lot of <laughs> a lot of them um, I ate too much I haven't done enough exercise if you're really kind to yourself and we're all in it together it wasn't our fault the last year happened some of us exercise some of us drunk too much some of us ate chocolate show yourself Uh, um, unconditional forgiveness and then go shopping (laughs) that's my tip
0: (laughs) I love that I love that thank you Kim what about you what's the first thing you're going to buy is it going to be a red dress
2: (laughs) um no to be fair I think the first thing I'm going to buy is lunch out with a friend um because that has been the thing that I've missed most and just the joy of being able to go back, and it's a great point, Claire, to go back into your wardrobe and have a look at all the things that you loved that brought you joy before, um, and actually just reuse them, like uh, cycle them up in a different way. But I think it's about just getting present to where we are, and I love it, Caroline. Being um being forgiving of, of what how we begin to get here is vital.
4: And Penny. Well, I've had conversations with people who are feeling very, very ambitious, and um, but then I've listened to them about their internal dialogue that they've got going on inside them, and I've said, you know, how much there's a conflict there between the energy and the positivity you need for your ambition, but the way you're talking to yourself, you know, it's not good. And I think they're using comparison a lot, which I know we, we talk about that a lot. So I think just um, – I suppose I'd just suggest people get a bit of perspective on themselves and listen – to how they're talking to themselves at the moment i mean we've had a lot of conversation about that in a way directly today and i think our internal dialogue is something we really need to think about and how we're talking to ourselves
0: yeah that's that's really true uh, absolutely true i think we are as as you and claire have both said our own worst critics and we're too hard on ourselves so yeah thank you for that that's a lovely way to end and if anybody wants to work with claire on your personal Styling then Claire is it www.club40.co.uk.
1: Yeah, that's it that's
0: Yeah, it. or you can DM
1: me on Instagram or Facebook wherever you can find me
0: uh, so up at club 40claire Thank you Claire so much uh, for talking to us today about fashion I can't wait to see what you've bought me ready to return back to the workplace. It's been fascinating Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me Kim, if people want to sit where Claire's sitting, how do they
2: do that, please? Uh, Of course, it's been fascinating as always. And if you want to take Claire's chair, then please do get in touch with us at www.businessblondes.tv. And we would love to hear your stories and have you join us. And until then, until next time, take care, be kind to yourselves and enjoy coming out of lockdown. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.